As you know, The Edge of Adventure is dedicated to those who serve and genuinely love people. People who find themselves vulnerable, overlooked, forgotten, suffering. People in need. The podcast, the radio show, the video series, it's all taken us to places around the world. Places that are hard to get to, places that are off the grid, and countries far from home. But this is Thanksgiving, an American holiday. And there is much need here, too. So I thought it fitting to turn our attention to an organization here that loves and serves those who are suffering from homelessness. As we count our blessings and give thanks this week, as Americans who indeed have so much to be thankful for, let's remember our brothers and sisters here whose lives are not easy. The nearly 600,000 nationwide who have no place to call home. Let's welcome now Todd Feske, founder and CEO of Walking with a Purpose Minnesota, a man who knows what it's like to be homeless, a man who's chosen to live his life in service to others. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Todd Feske from Walking with a Purpose, Minnesota. Welcome to the program. Great to see you, Todd. Great to see you, Adam. Todd, you have this amazing heart for people who are homeless. What are the homeless facing today? We keep increasing the homeless. I know the stats in Minnesota, we've got about 12,000 homeless people every night. And, um, you know, there's different levels. And uh, we deal with the levels that we call the unsheltered community, the ones that are camping out. And that's been increasing in the last six years since I've been doing this. So it's not getting better. We're not solving much. It's actually getting worse. What have you seen? I mean, you're out there. You meet these people. You see what they're struggling with. You see the pain they're in, right. uh, the things they're doing without. Paint that picture for us. You call them the unsheltered homeless, people who who are homeless that literally don't have shelter. Tell us, what's their life like? Their life, it's a day-to-day existence. Uh, all you're thinking about is how you're going to make it every day. And that's why we talk about hope for them, because it's hard to have hope if you don't have dreams. And if you're only thinking about today, you don't have many dreams. And their life is pretty much a day-to-day existence. You know, we're dealing with chronic homelessness out there. These are individuals that have been without shelter for at least a year or three or four times in the last few years. A number of them do have issues with alcohol, drugs. We have a number of them with uh, mental health issues, physical issues. It's just a wide variety of people out there. There's not one type that really fits the mold of people we deal with. We're going to talk and get into the details of what Walking with a Purpose Minnesota does. And I think it's a remarkable organization and you and your team are doing wonderful things. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk about you, though, for a second. You're a guy that likes the outdoors. You like to hike. And this is actually where this purpose that you found for your life, it goes back to that through an experience you had hiking. 
Tell me about that. Where did this start for you? Actually, 15 years ago, I made a, dec- a decision to make was getting my car fixed. Go down in my neighborhood bar where I normally would go or just walk the Red River back. I was living in Fargo-Moorhead at the time, back to my home. I decided to walk that river and it, it changed my life. I just kept hiking. I loved it. And before I knew it, I quit drinking. And it was my obsession. I used to be 300 pounds. I'm 165 now. Um, so it, it changed my life that way. But I continued hiking, and I moved about 10 years ago back to St. Paul, which is my hometown. And I started hiking around these areas. And that's when I came across some of the camps, and I kind of knew they were out there and stuff. Uh, but I spent 10 years uh, hiking literally thousands of miles over thousands of hours. And through that is where I made my connection. So you come across this camp, and it impacted you. It affected you in, in a way that made you want to do something about it. You wanted to help them in some way. Yeah, well, like I said it was actually I looked at it as more of a uh, preparation of uh, towards my purpose in my own story. I, I'm an ex-addict. I'm an ex-alcoholic. And it was hiking that got me off my last addiction of alcohol. So I knew there was a way to change your addiction. I got addicted to hiking, which was a good addiction. And I know that I can bring that on to other people. And these people's stories are a lot of my story. Uh, I wandered is what I called it during the 70s. I was 13 when I started hitchhiking around Minnesota. I was 15 when I hitchhiked out to California. Um, I've hitchhiked one in this country, the other. I was in and out of homelessness a number of times. So I understand them and that's what they appreciate. We're a private organization. When I go and they know that I understand their story and I'm not trying to sell them on anything, that's where you gain their trust. And that's the most important thing when you're dealing with anybody is gaining their trust. Todd Feske is my guest today on a very special edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. And he is the CEO and founder of Walking with a Purpose, Minnesota, learning a little bit about his story and his love for people and this purpose that he found for his life. Let's talk about Walking with a Purpose, Minnesota. What are some of the things or some of the ways that you help the chronically homeless population there in Minnesota? Although we do bring them a lot, I think the the biggest thing we bring them is just ourselves. Um, we are out every week seeing pretty much the same people, 75 to 100 people. It varies up and down. But we make a connection with them, and we give them personalized service with walking with a purpose. When they come into our converted shuttle van, they do what they call shopping. And this thing is loaded with clothes, food, hygiene. We got makeup. We got books. We got coloring books. We got pretty much – it's called a Walmart on wheels. But while they're in there – we're one-on-one. I've got my uh, the president of our board, Beth Palmadier. She is my right arm. She's out there with me all the time. And she knows the sizes and the styles of the people. But more importantly, we get to hear their stories. And the things we hear, they can be heartbreaking and they can be uplifting. Just yesterday, we found three of our people are going inside. That's good news. But in the same sense, we also find out other ones have been beaten and raped. This is a continuation of our weekly journey out there. Um, the stories I've come across um, vary immensely to two years ago when we found Melanie Pink. 
passed away in her tent from uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, that was the winter when it got to 40, 50 below here. So we see all kinds of suffering, but in that too, we do see joy in their lives. We celebrate their birthdays with them and we celebrate when they're going in. Uh, I've had a number of them where we've had to celebrate the birth of their child. Some have been able to keep them, some not. It's uh it's kind of an amazing thing, and it's something that when people come out and see it, it changes them. And you guys are out, I think you said, at least twice per week, rain or shine, doesn't matter what the temperature is, doesn't matter what the conditions are, you're out at least twice a week? Yeah, we've got what I call my mandatory Tuesday, which is that's the first day I ever went out was a Tuesday, and I kept going, and we got do about 10, 12 stops. Yesterday, I think we did 50, 60 people at those stops. And... I figure that they don't get to choose the weather. We don't get to have a day where we can go, well, we can go on Wednesday. You know? So we're out there. And then we do our Thursday night where we're in a certain spot, which has a lot of camps in the area. And it's more convenient for them and us just to come down there. They know where we're going to be. Anybody that knows us knows on that night, we're going to be at that spot no matter what. We were out when we were getting that 40, 50 below weather. Uh, me and my volunteers were out all three of those days. We were out there. We brought 26 people in. Um, we raised the money for that. And my volunteers were there three times a day feeding them. And the amazing effect you get when you come across a tent, it's 50 below. They don't know you're coming. And you hear them crying and praying for help. And you have the opportunity to tell them to get the hell out of that tent and come in someplace warm where they'll be taken care of. And that actually leads into something that we can get into, I think, a little bit about Dave and Laura, a couple that the church refused to bring back out there. And now for two years, uh, they've been taking care of them. They're now in a trailer out at an RV park. So, All right. Well, tell me about that. What What's the situation with David and Laura? David and Laura were a couple. And when this church that was helping feed once the days were over and it was only getting to 20 below, you know, which is normal for around here in the Twin Cities in the winter, uh, they were going to bring them back out to the camp. And in these three days, they've got to know this couple and they got to know some of the issues they had, but they just couldn't turn their back on them. So they says, well, we can pay for a motel room for a few more days. They went back to the church and they actually raised money to get them a trailer. And then uh, we were able to get that on another church property for a while. But then we ended up getting them uh, into a better uh, RV, into a facility as you can't live in an RV all, all year with a few, very few exceptions. And one is the park they're in where they do allow, I think, eight spots. So, and this church has taken care of them. They've gotten, David's needed surgery, Laura's needed help. But it just, it was a turn of their heart. They just couldn't say, here, go back out in 20 below weather. It was true compassion, not only feeling the pain, but doing something about it. Walking with a Purpose, Minnesota. We have Todd Feske joining us today for the Edge of Adventure podcast. Getting to know Todd, getting to know this remarkable organization that works in and around St. Paul, Minnesota. So, Todd, one of the awesome things that we have got to share with the audience today is this vision that you had. And I think it was uh, an idea probably that you, you, I don't know, two years ago, 18 months ago, something like that, maybe longer you started on it. 
but it's actually coming to pass. You've got, uh, tell us about the tiny homes and how you have actually got some of them funded, being constructed, being built. Fantastic vision, fantastic thing. Tell us about the tiny homes. Actually, it goes back to the beginning now, over five years ago. When I first went out and started doing my mission, you know, I was very small, a couple uh, bins in my own camp or my own van. But when I started doing research into homelessness and stuff, I started to come across uh, what's called uh, housing first, homes first. And part of that solution was tiny homes. And that intrigued me because it's a solution where our shelters are a band-aid. These are actual homes that they can live in forever. They don't have to leave. There's not restrictions on how long you can stay in these. And uh, the first thing I did uh, back in 2015 is I went out to a model one in Madison, Wisconsin that had three actual ones built and lived in. And my main concern was how was the neighborhood uh, perceiving this? Because one of the biggest problems to solving homelessness is the NIMBY, the not my backyard uh, problem. I got there, I, I saw this beautiful uh, village. It was in a old 1950s era gas station that they were able to convert and build them there. and I saw a plaque on the wall that they just got from the neighborhood association along with a $5,000 grant for being such a positive influence on the neighborhood. And uh, that really let me know that this does work. And that's part of what the idea is. It's about creating a community. There's one in Austin, Texas, that is a 250 unit place that is built with 20% of the people that live there are the counselors, the mentors, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing. The project we have going now, and as I speak, they are out at a church in St. Paul here building. Three churches are sponsoring three tiny homes. These are on wheels, and that's to get over building codes, and uh, they're building them right now. And the church that we're looking at, we're looking at having six of these with four of them for the which will soon be formally homeless, and then two for mentors. I myself am looking at being one of those. So, But this is uh, something that works. We have people, each person will have that lives in these will have support directly for them. And uh, we can do this anywhere in the country through what we call LUPA, which is the Religious Land Right Act, which allows us to use uh, church property for their mission. Does that mean then that you're looking actively to expand this beyond St. Paul? What would be the timetable in that regard? And of course, also, what type of support do you need? You mentioned churches coming alongside you guys. Is exactly. is that key to being able to grow it in St. Paul and then taking right. it elsewhere? It is. Uh, Texas is one of the few states that where uh, in counties there are no building codes. So this is why that village was allowed to happen. Most states, the counties have building codes and city have building codes. Minnesota, yeah, you cannot build anything under 400 square feet. But then you have cities that uh, even impose larger square feet, you know, 2,000 or more. And that is basically to keep out low-income housing. And one of the things that uh, that we found is that uh, as we what we call affordable housing, which is really taxpayer subsidized housing, uh, the national average on per unit is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
Uh, that's because of all the regulations, all the government agencies you have to go through. The, it just goes on and on. We're working with a mobile unit, kind of like under the RV category. Now, we do go in the neighborhood. The church we're going into, we've had multiple neighborhood meetings. We've, we, we, we go out and have prayer meetings in the, in the neighborhood with them. And it's an amazing thing that happens. So, but if we do have issues, we do have federal law that does back us up, and that is good in every state. I'm working with the University of Minnesota Center for Design, and, and the two people that founded that, Gabrielle and Joe, they're just phenomenal people, and their vision is to have this all over. We are talking today with Todd Feske, the CEO and founder of the uh, of Walking with a Purpose Minnesota. This, of course, is the Edge of Adventure podcast and a very special edition. And it's just great to have Todd on the show and to hear about his heart. Todd, tell me about the importance of your purpose and what it means to feel like you've found it. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, this actually goes back, I won't go too far into it, but it goes back even further into a lot of um, thought and transitions as I got over my different drug addictions and dealing with alcohol. And a lot of it had to do with prayer. And the funny thing is, a lot of my prayers are being answered. 20-some years ago, I got this message. At 59 and a half, everything will make sense. You'll, you'll find your purpose. It'll make sense. And I didn't pay a lot of attention to that, but it kept going and going. And when I really started doing this, I questioned it. You know, was this, is this something I'm supposed to do? I kind of knew the first day I went out that this was probably going to change my life. But you're not sure. You know, I, I just wasn't sure if this was it. And once I'd been out for a few months, I realized that when I went out for the first time in December of 2014, I was 59 and a half. That was a lot of few other things that came. I knew that this was what my purpose was. And as I met the people in their stories or my stories, I knew that that's why I went through a lot of what I had to go through. And like I tell people, you know, I spent a number of years just walking the hell of it. And now I walk for a purpose. I have a reason to be out in those woods. I first wanted to help people and maybe make some friends doing it. You never know how much you help people, but I do know I've made a lot of great people doing this. And that's what the really reward is. It's not just the people that I'm helping, but it's my volunteers and my donors that come through. It's an amazing blessing. So I can But you know, you've also alluded to this, Todd. There's also a stigma or for many a desire to look the other way, look away from this problem. What does that feel like to those who are struggling when they know in their heart that people are looking away? You know, when I talk to them, that's, uh, you know, and that's what you get from the people that are out, you know, flying the signs out there with their signs and stuff. And I get a lot of people asking me, you know, oh, you know, what should I do? Should I give money? How do I know? Yeah, and the first thing you should always remember, when you give, you give up yourself, you give up your heart. You don't question where it's going. I don't care if it's a homeless person or, a, or another charity. If you're going to give to them, you just you don't question it that way. But a lot of what they tell me, what hurts them, it is the looks and the remarks that people say to them, and more than not giving them something. And a number of these people are very, very good-hearted people, and they would never hurt anybody, and they're just stuck in their world, and they 
been there for some of the people I deal with for decades. And if you don't want to give it, that's your decision. But to sit there and say something or give them a dirty look, that's not empathy for your neighbor. You know, I mean, it, it should be, you know, I think it was Lincoln said empathy for all and malice towards none. You know, and that's how we should be looking at it or the charity towards all. I think. But um, that would hurt anybody to get those looks at any point in your life, especially when you're suffering, just trying to get a meal out there. You know, I think for all of us is when we go through life and so many of us, um, I mean, we've all been through something. I'll put it that way. We've all been through something. Perhaps it's not been as devastating as homelessness, but we've all been through something and we've all suffered. Here would be my question as I think about and I hear your story and I think about what you went through. You know what it's like to be homeless that somehow prepared you to find a purpose. Okay, well, here's where I'm going with that, I guess, Todd, is we tend to think of, of the good things in our lives preparing us for our purpose. Is it possible that the suffering or the things that we might classify as negative experiences in our life, can those also prepare us for a very important purpose in life later on? I believe that's true. I, I believe we all have a path in life, but it is uh, filled with detours and byways and forks in the road. And we never know which one's going to take us in, the, in a different direction. Uh, the one thing I always had was support. I, you know, I, I did have a brother where I knew I could always, you know, go to and stuff. And, and, I, and I always believed in myself. I always knew I could get out of my situation if it got too bad. And I was lucky enough to do it without having to seek help. I was, I guess, uh, fortunate to do it that way. But support's a big thing. And that's what we have found with a lot of the people we deal with is they don't have, they've lost that part of their life. They don't have anybody to fall back to anymore. And, um, and once you get that, you really have nothing uh, large percentage of the people we deal with have gone through the foster care program. You know, once they age out, there's really no help for them when things don't do go bad. We found a lot of the things that cause homelessness, if you want to call it that, have to do with early childhood development. And certain, I think there's eight or 10 different things that, that can traumatically impact your childhood. But then beyond that, it's the response you get when you try to correct those bad things, when you try to go on and do something, and if you get a negative or positive response on that. And that's why two people in a seemingly similar situation can end up in different situations. One could have had a positive response to the negativity. The other one could have a negative response, which drove them further down. Walking with a Purpose, Minnesota, getting to know Todd Feske today. Todd, what do you need from the people? How can people help you Maybe for those in the Minnesota area, but even those outside that area, what can they do to help you or what can they do in their own communities to help the people who are struggling with chronic homelessness? One of the main things I tell people, if nothing else, just let us do what we need to do. Don't stand in our way. If you, you know, a lot of people don't agree with us helping the homeless, they think we're enabling. 
And if you ever come out with me, you'll find I don't enable anybody. I'm, <laughs> uh, we have rules and they do follow them and they understand that stuff. So we're not just out there throwing stuff out on the ground, you know. But in your own community, well, right away, you know, we're talking about we need churches to help us with this tiny home issue. Uh, we can do this anywhere. Um, and that's the idea. Everybody, a lot of people in this area think, well, you know, it's a St. Paul or Minneapolis problem. That's where most of the homeless are. Well, yeah, but they're coming from rural Minnesota because they come here because this is where the services are. So it's not an urban problem per se. It is a statewide problem. We just absorb the majority of the people. We would rather have them back in their own hometown and their own community in, in a tiny home in, in, on church property so that they are supported by their friends and family as they can be. That's an important thing. On the individual part, you know, what I do and I always have a bag in my car with a water, a pair of socks, something to eat in there. You know, up here, hand warmers in the winter. I don't give out money, but I will feed anybody I see on the side of the street working in the hot weather or cold weather. And that's what they're doing. You know, be kind to, to them. Supporting things like walking with a purpose. You know, we're always looking for financial help. We, uh, you know, we need 150 to 200 pairs of socks every week. It's the most requested, least donated item. Um, I cannot tell you the hundreds of batteries, candles, and warmers and all we go through. So that's great. Um, or in your own community, um, I started this by answering a list, an ad on Facebook that said, gather stuff for the homeless. It was during Black Friday, you know, while you're shopping. You can either drop it off, we'll give it to a shelter, or you can distribute it. I want to distribute it. I don't have much. I want to see what it's going to. I thought I was going to join other people. My response was, you just made the hardest decision. You decided to do something. Go do it. And I did. And that's my challenge, just to go do something. I believe if you find your passion, it'll take you to your purpose. Todd, of course, we're headed into the holiday season. And this, of course, is a very special edition of this podcast. And I wanted to talk about this in particular as we head into Thanksgiving and we head into Christmas holiday time. It's a time where probably people are more prone to think about those struggling with homelessness. Okay. But you have reminded people who follow your platform. You've reminded me that it's good. It's good to remember those struggling with homelessness at the holiday time, but it breaks their hearts when you get on the other side of the holidays and then they're forgotten. What's your word to the people regarding that right now? I like to answer that one with uh, something that one of my volunteers once asked in the beginning here a few years ago. It was the middle of winter, and he, we came across Ron. And if you ask Ron how long Ron's been homeless, he'll just simply say, why aren't anybody else out here? And my volunteer said, geez, it must really suck to be out here in the winter. And Ron looked at him and said, you know, it's easier to get warm than it is to get cool. It sucks all year. And that's something we have to remember. They, it isn't just winter that they suffer. Um, I come out of those tents in 90-degree weather with high humidity. And, well, I've seen some things I really don't want to see because it's hot in those tents and, and stuff. And around here, the spring and fall is wet. 
we're dealing with the mud, humidity, it's a mold and stuff. And of course, uh, once again, in the summer, you got mosquitoes, you got poison ivy, spider. It just, it never ends. The need doesn't just end because we started a new year and stuff. It, it continues. It's day by day by day. All right. Thanks for joining me today. I've got one last question for you on this special edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. Todd, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for the blessings I receive to do God's will. It's pretty much that simple. I gave him my will in those woods one day, and he's guided me this whole way. He's brought me into some amazing people. And I, along with the homeless, along with my volunteers and my donors, it's an amazing group of people I would have never, never got to know if I wouldn't have gone down this path, if I wasn't led down this path. I'm just thankful for the blessings I receive. Well, I'm thankful for you, Todd, and appreciate your time today. I'm thankful for your heart for the people. I admire anybody who gives of themselves to help those who've been marginalized, those who perhaps have been forgotten by many. I find that inspiring. I'm thankful for people like you who work hard to take care of others. So as we look ahead to the holiday season, into the year ahead, I hope people will remember your organization and the people you love and help so much. And again, it's been great to have you on the show today. My guest for the Edge of Adventure podcast today has been Todd Feske. He is the CEO and founder at Walking with a Purpose in Minnesota, and they are dedicated to helping the unsheltered and chronically homeless. And one of the things I liked about the interview today is him pointing out that he's after not just a temporary help, but also permanent solutions for these wonderful people. Look him up online at walkingwithapurpose.org. That's walkingwithapurpose.org. You'll also find him on Facebook just to a search. You're looking for Walking with a Purpose Minnesota. And that Minnesota, of course, can be abbreviated MN as you look him up on Facebook. And other than that, Todd, I just appreciate your time and wish you all the best and uh, really have a, an appreciation for your heart and your service. Well, thank you for what you do, Adam. Getting the word out is important. I appreciate it. Well, God bless you. And uh, we're thankful for you and for all those who follow us here on the podcast. And my encouragement and admonition is if you've got a heart for this kind of work and serving these types of people, get in touch with Todd. Simply look him up and get in touch with them via his website at walkingwithapurpose.org. And of course, he needs your help. He needs your partnership. So uh, look him up and encourage him and his wonderful team. God bless you, Todd. Thank you again for what you do. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. This has been the Edge of Adventure podcast, a very special edition. We're thankful for you all. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. 
Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.